Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. And tonight it's Trista and Nick as we get closer and closer to Super Wild Card Weekend. I don't know if we really need the Super, but whatever, Trista. We could just throw that out there. It always feels kind of corny to me when they call it that, but I guess it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, if we can't say Super Bowl, we have to say the big game, then they shouldn't be able to say Super either until Super Bowl. <laughs> So I'm just glad we've gotten to the postseason now. Like I feel like once you get to about week 15, 16, you get to that spot where there's obviously still teams in the run. Like that's week 18 still had meaningful games. But don't you just get to that point where like I'm ready for the playoffs. I'm ready for just all of the teams that earned it get in there. Two of my favorite weekends in sports are wild card re- weekend and the division round. Both of them. You just get meaningful games one after the other after the other. Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday, and all of it is just like it's it, it's just it's on its own, right? You're not sitting there and you have overlapping NFL games and ones where like I gotta watch this, but it doesn't really mean anything. It's bad teams. This is we're getting to to, to some of like the best weekends in sports. Yeah, I agree, man. It's uh it's my favorite time of the year in the NFL calendar because you're right. Yeah, I I get a little bit stressed out trying to figure out what's happening in every single game, and I got red zone on, and I got eight other games on. It's just it's too much, Ashu. It's too much. Yeah, I uh, listen. You can you can sit there and be as ADD and focused and do whatever. I mean, I just it, it's it overlaps no matter what. So one thing I will say this though is the week by week roller coaster that is the Buffalo Bills is one of the most frustrating things that there. I mean, I love what that team is is like. I love them when they're at their best, but man, having to cover them or having to be a fan of them has got to be just like. It's got to be an emotional roller coaster. We bring on Ryan O'Halloran from the Buffalo News. I'm assuming, man, like the week-by-week roller coaster that you have trying to cover this team has got to just be like, – you don't know what you're going to get from this team or you're going to get from Josh Allen week-by-week. So I ask you a question that you probably don't have an answer to, but we're going to try. What team will we see this weekend from the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, well, good to join you guys tonight. And, and you're right about those close games. If I had any hair left, it'd be gone by now. Uh, because you're, you're constantly having the rewrite, right, rewrite, right. But to your to your question, Nick, is that's the thing about this Bills team. They've won five in a row, yet I still think they're inconsistent. And, you know, they, they look lights out against the Chiefs and the Cowboys. They struggle against the Chargers. They struggle against the Patriots. And then they come from behind and play it and shut out the Dolphins in the second half on Sunday night to win the division. So, I think the the Bills team you're going to get uh, uh, this Sunday against Pittsburgh is, hey, run it, play field position, and then start getting ready for maybe another game against the Chiefs. Yeah, and, and this is the best seating that Buffalo has had. I always say, in, like in golf, nobody's taking pictures, Ryan. Like the spot that they're in is very good. So I, I'm curious – what explains to you the change in attitude since the off week where they, they fire Ken Dorsey? It felt like things were never worse, right? That Denver loss was abysmal. Was it just getting healthier? Was there some sort of culture change going on? Uh, what do you make of that? Uh, you know, two parts, and, and let's start with the defenses. You know, they went into the bye uh, after that Philadelphia overtime loss. The defense looked broken. Yeah, they had injuries, but that was, you know, two months before. You're supposed to, you know, regroup after that. But they weren't tackling well. They weren't creating turnovers. They're getting nothing from Von Miller. Sean McDermott, who doubles as a defensive play caller, spent that bye week looking at all the situations where they're coming up short in these one-possession games. 
Maybe he's a little more aggressive earlier in games to see if he can create some takeaways, which has worked. Flip it over to offense. You mentioned the coordinator change. Joe Brady, they're 5-1 and one with him calling the plays. A greater emphasis on the run game. That's benefited James Cook. And then when you get down to the 1, the 2, the 3-yard line, you have a tank playing quarterback in Josh Allen. Just run it a couple times, and he'll get there, which he did 15 times this year. I know we've gone through a couple of different coordinators there, obviously, but one of the big conversations, certainly outside of Buffalo, has been Stephon Diggs and the beginning of the season and then the middle of the season. You're like, well, where did he go? And then we start to see flashes of that, you know, at the end of the year again. Was it a like a scheme thing? Was it a we want to show you that we can win with? Like I heard, I've heard that thrown around. It's like, well, they, maybe they're trying to show them that like, hey, we can win without you. Like, what was the reason for just the inconsistent? I guess just the targets and the usage for Stephon Diggs this season. Yeah, and those first six games you mentioned, five, five one hundred yard games. He was probably overused at that point, and that because that's a pace that really isn't sustainable. That said, he hasn't had a hundred yard game since then. You know, four catches for 40 yards, three catches for 30 yards. And, you know, the big plays weren't there. He had the he had the 36-yarder against Miami on Sunday night. That was his longest catch since week five against Jacksonville. So I think, I think Sunday night was important to get him going. They have gone to him. Josh Allen missed him on a bomb against the Patriots two weeks ago, missed him on another long shot where he beat Jalen Ramsey on Sunday night. So uh, I just – you know, I think the coverage stuff, they're putting a safety over the top on third down. But also I think what Joe Brady is sort of instilled in Josh Allen is, you know, take that short profit. Uh, maybe don't force it into coverage because you got to get digs, digs your touches. But that said, I do think they moved him around a little bit more on Sunday night, played him inside a little bit more, get him that free release from a bunch formation because you're going to need him against these good teams. You're going to need him in the playoffs. You talked about, you know, Josh, just take the the spot that the defense gives you. Don't force it. Don't throw it into double coverage. But yet, Josh Allen has just continued to turn the ball over, Ryan. Uh, the team, it feels like it has been able to overcome that, those mistakes. But the playoffs, man, are a whole different ball game, especially against a team that's very opportunistic. They're down in the dumps, but they're still in the playoffs that the Steelers are. Like, what do you think happens here, and, and how do they fix that for Josh? 18 interceptions. And, and that's probably why he's not going to be the NFL MVP. All his other numbers rank favorably with Lamar Jackson. Uh, but you, you, you hit it right. Start from that first game of the season where he had four turnovers. He talked all offseason about being smarter with, you know, where to throw it. And, you know, not taking, you know, throwing into coverage yet. He did it week one. And it, it really hasn't disappeared with any kind of consistency. And that's got to be a concern. Is you, you look at the other night against Miami, they drive down the field with, you know, with great efficiency, yet he throws a red zone interception. The next drive on fourth down, he throws it up for grabs. End of the first half, he shows, throws short of the goal line, not a turnover, but cost him three points as the clock expired. Fumbled when he got sacked, not his fault. So I do think it's – you know, I don't want to say it's a ticking time bomb because that bomb has exploded a couple of times already this season, but – I did something they're aware of, and, and and you know against these good teams in the playoffs, you can't win with negative turnover uh, differential. They've done it a couple times this year, but it can't happen in the playoffs. So I think that's going to be a talking point for Josh Josh Allen and the staff this week. Is hey, just be smarter, trust your eyes, and don't just throw before you look. Why do you talking think to Ryan O'Halloran, Bet MGM to know. 
Oh, sorry, Ashley, go ahead. I thought you saw my thing. Why do you think that's so much different than last year, Ryan? Or at least in the Brian Dayball era where he really limited those turnovers? Yeah, and yeah, some, you, know, you hear the term athletic arrogance, which is you know, a positive. You know, he's a guy with an arm, thinks he can make every throw. Most of the time he can. Um, but I just think it's okay. What's he seeing with the coverage? Is he trying to force something? You know, each interception has a story, but the concern for Allen this year is a couple of them have been the, the exact same thing where, you know, he didn't see this. You know, he, he got tricked by the coverage, but then the next drive, he'll diagnose something, change the play, get a chunk play. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's sort of a different story with each one, but uh, it, it just comes with regularity, and that's, that's got to be a concern. Talking to Ryan O'Halloran, BetMGM tonight. So this team has won five straight. They've won six of seven. And we've talked about, obviously, the roller coaster that's there. One thing that I really like in terms of teams that I want to back going into the playoffs are teams that are essentially in playoff mode going to, you know, into the playoffs. I mean, I always go back to you spent time in D.C., you know, like the Nats when they were 19 and 31. Playoff mode from May on. They all go on and they win a World Series. I see a Bills team right now that has that pressure and has had that pressure in their backs against the wall for a while. They're 10-point favorites. That's a big number against the Steelers this weekend. I feel like the market is certainly looking at them and the way that they have played and what they're capable of. But at the same time, going into this this game against the Steelers, there's no T.J. Watt. I like the Bills. I actually like the Bills to cover in this, too. I think the Bills win this... I don't want to say easily, but I, I do think that they're going to ride that momentum at least into this game. But is that a momentum that even going past this game, they win this? Can that carry over into a couple of other games, maybe an AFC championship game? Because, I mean, look, we know that they've had issues getting through the Chiefs over the last couple of years. This is a team that's had a lot of pressure, and really, if it, it, it's felt to me, and I don't know how it's felt to you, like the door and the window, whatever analogy you want to use, like it's kind of closing a little bit on them in terms of the core that they have and the expectations that are there for them now. Yeah, I mean, this season started with urgency for that very reason. Uh, your Super Bowl window, if you have Josh Allen, is always going to be open. But they're going to have to reset their cap after this season. They basically have said that they have a lot of high-priced veteran players, and so they 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 were going to you know, this is they're taking a run at this thing. And now, then after this season, you got to start looking to make some cuts. That playoff mode is interesting because you're right; they've had a, they've had zero margin for error for the last five weeks. But what I ask guys in the locker room on Sunday night is, hey, you know, how much you know can you keep it up? You know, now that you broke through and won the division, you know, what's left in the tank? And they're saying, hey, you got to reset the mind. You got to reset the body. I do think that kind of momentum does carry over if you stay relatively healthy. Russell Douglas didn't finish the game the other night. Gabe Davis didn't finish the game the other night. Tyrell Dotson, same thing. So that's three starters they, they won without. So I think if they if you get those guys back, I do think you can carry over because they've, they've, uh, they've fought adversity. They've emerged from it. They've thrived on it. And you mentioned that 10-point spread is this 2-7 game since the super wild card has been introduced, which is a terrible name. Um, it is. The Bills, the Bills have won two. The, the only two close games have been the Bills uh, over the Colts and the Dolphins. So they've sort of played down to the seeding a little bit. I think the weather could throw a real curveball into this game. Uh, but but I think you're right making that if, if it stays at 10. Like it could be close for a while, but then maybe like the Bills get a turnover and end up winning like 30 to 17 or something like that. Now, you, you mentioned just kind of the Bills playing down to the competition, and I know what the Steelers want to do. They want to give the ball to Najee Harris like 25 times and Jalen Warren another 10 to 15. 
Uh, Bills defensively against the run have been kind of a roller coaster, shaky at times so far this season. Like, how do you think the the Bills, especially with all those injuries on defense, are going to counter some of the things that Pittsburgh wants to do? Yeah, and and early in the season they just gave up a lot of explosive runs, you know, 20, 25 yards, which so that that yards per carry they weren't they weren't really able to recover from that. They're always been down in the rankings, but you know I think. The, what the big thing for the Bills with their run defense is they got Daquan Jones back uh, two weeks ago. He missed three quarters of the season with a torn pectoral. Uh, Puna Ford has been playing better, and they signed Linval Joseph uh, off the you know, off free agency late in the season. So you got three big bodies you can throw at the at the Steelers, and then if you get Tyrell Dotson back, he's an enforcer at outside linebacker. So I think they have the they have the the big bodies up front to sort of uh, match up against the Steelers' run game. All right, got about 90 seconds here. You've watched this team the entire year. You've seen the ups. You've seen the downs. Where they're playing, at the level they're playing right now, what's the ceiling? How far do they go in the playoffs? Well, if they don't make the AFC title game, it should be a disappointment. Uh, you, you beat Pittsburgh. You're going to definitely be playing at home in the second round. You know, they've won at Kansas City the last two regular seasons. Chiefs never play here. Well, that would be an interesting game, Chiefs at Bills and Buffalo for a change. So if you can hold serve at home, go to Baltimore for that AFC title game, you can say at least you you made it further than last year and you'll make the title game for the second time in four years. So if you fall short, that means you lost the game at home. That would be disappointing. Would you would you rather play the Texans or the Chiefs if you're a Bills fan? Uh, if you're a Bills fan, I, I, I do still think that the, the Texans because – you look at Houston, they're probably a year ahead of schedule. If they upset Cleveland, now you're really getting in the house money range. And you go on the road, you've had a great run, and it's almost like you can take advantage of a rookie quarterback and a really young team who are just maybe a little bit happy to be in the second round. I would take any team over a team quarterback by Patrick Mahomes, even if he doesn't have any weapons outside of Kelsey. All right, I still have a chance to squeeze this in then. If this team does have a disappointing run in the playoffs, lose their first game, maybe even lose the second one, divisional round, whatever, are there big changes this offseason in Buffalo? Um, I think there, there's going to be the kind of changes uh, anyway to the roster. You know, Sean McDermott, who remain his coach, I think Joe Brady's done enough to stay as the offensive coordinator full-time. But, you know, they got Von Miller making a lot of money. Mitch Morse making a lot of money. Does he take a pay cut to stay? So, I think the changes are going to be big regardless. All right. Ryan O'Halloran, Buffalo News. Great to talk to you, man. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thank you now. Yeah, it's tough, Trista, because, like, when you look at this team, you go, well, we've seen the turnovers from Josh Allen. We've seen the good. We've seen the bad. But then I see a team that's won six of seven and five straight, and I go, that's the formula for a team to play well in the playoffs. I, I kind of like the Bills to maybe go on a little bit of a run again. So do I, man. I'd love to be in Baltimore for the AFC title game. I don't know about you. Oh, man. I'll tell you what, that would be a hell of a game to watch those two. That's for sure. But it's going to be tough for anybody, I think, to knock off Baltimore as long as they can certainly all stay healthy. All right. We start our NFL power rankings the end of the regular season next. It's BetMGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.